Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. to coast. All right, we're all back on Coast to Coast with the one and only Carver High as we continue on with NFL Pain Day Skinny. We certainly do. Uh, let's go to Sunday night. Touchdown, the Steelers Duke. and the Ravens. <laughs> Touchdown, Duke. Puts it away. Let's go. Uh, Duke, Cover. a runaway winner here in the Military Bowl. Bring on Kansas and Arkansas uh, in a few minutes. Uh, down in Memphis. Let's go, baby. Uh, let's go to Beautiful. Sunday night. Steelers and Ravens. Sunday night football game. We know the deal. Steelers are still breathing, Scotty. Uh, they need some help, but they are breathing. Ravens need to win to make sure that last game is for the AFC North against the Bengals. Here is Mike Tomlin. Yes, they just played a couple weeks ago, but Tomlin says these two teams know each other so much, it does not matter when they play on the schedule. It is everything in the world. Here's Tomlin. I've been in this league long enough to know that, man, you could roll two teams out on back-to-back days and the game could unfold differently. And so um, although we did play them a couple weeks ago and there's some things to be gleaned from that, I don't think either party is hanging their hat on how that transpired or that component of it. I just think that particularly in today's scheduling, it happens every year, particularly backloaded divisional games. We're, we're playing, you know, one of these divisional teams in a two or three week span, it seems like just about every December or so. So um, I don't think it's new to us. I don't think it's new to any of us um, in the NFL, but I think we all acknowledge that um, the the texture of one game doesn't necessarily dictate the texture of another. Okay, look, uh, I'll tell you what's amazing is him making 12 and a half million a year uh, as the fifth highest paid coach in all of sports. That is stunning to me, uh, although I will say on his end of it that he could, you know, I, I, there's a lot of fans in Pittsburgh that don't want him to coach the Steelers. Every time they lose, they want him fired. The Roonies are not firing Mike Tomlin anytime soon. But if he were to get fired at some point, let's say two, three years down the road, they don't win, they'll eventually make a change. They've had four coaches, right? So here's the deal. Uh, that guy has made so much money coaching the Steelers, he'll never have to work another day in his life. He'll literally, he could sit on his back deck and spit into the yard for the rest of his life and blow farts and make so much money, hand over fist, off of the money that he's already made in interest and everything else. This guy is set for life. I'll say this. I said earlier on the show, I want the Steelers to win in Baltimore, but I don't think they're going to. I don't think they're winning that game. They never win in Baltimore. Uh, they're losing to the well, Ravens, even with Huntley. They'll find a way well, to screw that up with that crappy offense of theirs. Lamar Jackson did not practice today, uh, of course, on a Wednesday. We know the deal here. He has not practiced the last few weeks. He has missed the last three games. As of right now, Ravens minus two and a half. Total down to 35 uh, flat. Uh, for this one I know Mike says no Tuesday games are gonna be the same this is gonna be the same this is gonna be just like a few weeks ago it's gonna be in the teens it's gonna come down to the end who's got the ball and whose field goal kicker makes it Uh, that's what it's gonna come down to well they beat them 16-14 in Pittsburgh I think this will be different I think this will go over that number 
I think there'll be more scoring at the bank in the Charm City by the Ravens. I don't think the Ravens are scoring 16 this week. They're going to score at least three touchdowns in this game. I think the number goes over, and I think the Ravens beat the Steelers. The Steelers have been anemic on the road, except in Indy, but everybody wins there. Uh, we welcome in all of our radio affiliates for El Coast to Coast on a Wednesday, Sirius XM 159, Sports Map, Sports Byline. Good to have everybody with us. It is very rare. In fact, it's probably the first time all season, Scotty, that the biggest game on the schedule this week is Monday night. Monday night got a good one to finish off the year. The Bills into Cincinnati in the jungle to take on the Bengals. Here is Zach Taylor on the big matchup on Monday night. I don't think our, our, our players know that we're going to play good teams every single week, and um, they're ready for the test. They're ready for the challenge. You know, this is you've got to go through these types of games to um, to be tested and be ready for the playoffs. And this team hasn't backed down from anybody yet. And again, we're excited to have them coming into our house on Monday night with our fans, and um, our players will be rested and ready to go. Yeah, I just uh, I have my. Uh feelings about they're too good to be pushed around. I, I just, you know, I think they're a really good team. They score a lot. They move the ball a lot. They got a great quarterback. Their defense has been extremely solid of late. All they do is win and cover. Uh, I just have a hard time buying that the Bills are going to go in there and push them around. What I think is it's going to be every bit that one and a hook, every bit a one or two point game, every bit an overtime field goal game. One and a half for the Bills as the road favorite right now. 49 and a half is the total on Monday night uh, for Allen and Burrow. First time they have faced each other, Scotty, uh, considering how good they've been the last couple of years. First time we get an Allen Burrow matchup. I like the Bengals, but I, I'd rather win in the playoffs than some Week 17 Monday night football game, to be honest with you. I, I, I understand that, and that I've thought about that as well from the Bills' side of it. I'd rather lose this one and beat them in a few weeks when it matters. That's right. I'm just worried that now that game would be back there in the jungle if they lost this game. It's a uh, good uh, preface game where they're just going to get a really good taste of what the other is trying yeah. to accomplish in a football game in four quarters against each other. And that film will go a long way toward dictating what happens in a playoff rematch. I think it's inevitable. A uh, great game. I'm, I'm looking forward to it on Monday night. I'm going to be jacked up here on Monday, Sky. It might be a Bills Blazer Monday on Coast to Coast. I'm so excited. Bring it out. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Uh, Elko, big winner for Duke. What a season the guy had. No one's ever heard of him. And now he's brought the Blue Devils glory on the football field where uh, they are clearly uh, lacking over the years. It's a basketball school. And the football team's never done jack. But they did this year. Great job by Duke. And they blow out uh, UCF, what, 30 to 13. The under hits. That, that was at 63, way under. 
way under for that one. We're off to a good start today. Kansas and Arkansas kicking off uh, in about 15 minutes, Scotty. The next one, Liberty Bowl in No Memphis. way is that All right, going let's over get through 70. No way. It's just gone to 70 and a half now as I was just sitting here looking at it. It's, it's going just up. pouring in the money uh, on the over. <laughs> I know. It's pouring in. It's pouring. I don't believe really for one minute go. that Kansas can score even 35 <laughs> points. Uh, I agree. Uh, I I certainly do. Uh, Let's get to the rest of this NFL, and then I'll give you the hockey uh, for tonight. Let's start with Jerry Jones and the Cowboys. They will start week 17 tomorrow night in Tennessee against the Titans, who are playing nobody. Uh, Here's Jerry with his weekly 105.3, the fan in Dallas, talking about Cowboys are ready for the playoffs. And so we're an improved team. You can say the same thing about the other teams. But we've got the kind of team in my mind with the mix of the, the with Dak and with the uh, veterans we've got and these young players. Uh, just look at uh, uh, Smith and uh, Tyler Smith. Uh, he's just he's a much better player. So these guys have a chance to be ready to go for the playoffs. I feel good about this thing. You know, they get attention like the Yankees. I mean, the Dallas Cowboys get more attention than anybody in the league. And every year, the same thing happens. We hear about that they're going for another Super Bowl, and they never do it. I mean, I won't deny they got their rings. I won't deny they got their Lombardis. But it has been forever since they were ever able to do anything of significance in the playoffs. Last year, they got rubbed out by the Niners in Dallas like nobody's business. They certainly did. This has gone up to 11 uh, now with Tennessee sitting everybody uh, today, or at least they announced. So there you go. 11 for the Cowboys and the Titans in Nashville tomorrow night. About T.O. Scotty contacted the Cowboys and other teams about making a comeback at 49 years old. Can this guy, is he serious? T.O. looking to still catch balls, Scotty, at 49. I mean, at what point does this nonsense end? where they just keep running this story out every year since I've been in high school. I mean, honestly, uh, every year we hear this guy's coming back. I'm so sick and tired of of Terrell Owens. Honest to Christ. Just stop. Next. Uh, And how about this? Hold on, hold on. on. How about about every single receiver in the history of the NFL, including dead players, are going to sign with the Cowboys? How funny is it? They never signed OBJ either. They signed T.Y. Hilton with his braids, okay? They're not signing another guy that's 50 years old. Are you kidding me? What's next? They're going to sign me? I mean, honestly, this is laughable. Uh, Anything is possible, uh, that's for sure. Uh, Let's go to the Giants now. Win and get in Sunday. (laughs) Win and get in Sunday against the Colts. At Snoopy, yesterday we played Brian Dable and said he would not talk about the playoffs. Here's Julian Love, who's had a great year uh, in the secondary for the Giants. He says Dable doesn't mention it to them either. Here's Love. Just ask you this, because we can't get Brian to even say the word playoffs. <laughs> Does he say it to you guys? Uh, I mean, like I said, he understands. Like, we're all grown men in, in this building and on this team. We understand what this game means. We win and we're in. Uh you know, I think his approach has been great because he, he lays it out. Obviously, we know what we have in front of us. But don't go get outside yourself. Don't do some stupid shit, uh because whoa! of the, the increased hey, ramifications. Um, just stay true. Whoa, That's why Julian. I think he's not even mentioning it because he's just treating it like that at week, Notre Dame, um, that language. That we have to really get after it. Um, we have a lot, of things, a lot of things to correct. We have a lot of things to build off of. And I think that's where that comes from. It's not out of a sense of... Uh, no, denying what's going to happen just out of, you know, whatever, but in the sense of keeping his guys locked in on just being themselves. You know, I, I literally think that if they lose this game to the Colts, they should be They're not losing. automatically eliminated from the playoffs, no matter what. They're they should just be banned from the playoffs. They have to win this game. They're not losing this game. Uh, they're they're not. I mean, you watch. They're gonna start this loser foals on Sunday. You, this guy, they cannot lose this game. The line is all the way up to six now. Foles is a joke. Colts are throwing games. The Giants can't lose. They're not losing this game, Scotty. They're not. They're just not. I, I can't. I'd I'd go nine and a half. I'd go four. They're gonna win the game by ten or more. They have to on Sunday. Take care right. of business. Uh, I wanted to show you this guy. This is George Patton. 
Uh, he's the Bronco GM. A lot of things have gone really bad for Denver this year. Russell Wilson, Nathaniel Hackett, et cetera, et cetera. Here's George just putting it all on his plate, though, Scotty. We like accountability on Coast to Coast. He still has a job, though. Here's George. Nathaniel's a very good football coach, and uh, he's uh, even a better person. And uh, it just didn't work out here, and, uh, and that's on me. Uh, and as I told the players yesterday, I take full responsibility well, for where we are as a football team. I brought then in the head fired. coach. I brought in most of the players. Those well, are my fired. decisions, and there's no one to blame but me. Okay, and I just want to be clear. This isn't just about the coaching. <laughs> I just want to be clear. This isn't just about Nathaniel. This isn't about the entire football operation. This is about the personnel, the players, you run the, staff, the football everyone operations. involved with our football team. It has to be better across the board. I have to be better. Okay, well, they have new owners for $5 billion. So what I would do is fire him today. He just admitted, which right. is, he's, like, trying, he's trying to get everyone specked by eating all of it. And it's all his problem. And he's the one that created it and caused it and everything else. So there has to be ramifications for that. And if I'm the new owner, listen, when I spend $5 billion, I'll do whatever the F I want. And you're fired too. Goodbye. And I'll tell you another thing. That Russell Wilson signing may have been literally the worst signing in the history of modern sport and civilization. I mean, he took them to the really cleaners. Bad. You know what he's doing? He's having sex with that Shakira, and they are laughing all night. They got candles in the room Sierra. going. They're laughing. What did Sierra. I call her? Shakira. It's Sierra. Sierra, whatever her name is. Not Shakira. Uh, I no. can't. Britney That's... Spears. I can't keep track of all of it. Uh, what's the other one? Swift. You're a Swifty, Carver. I always Taylor rooting Swift. for the anti-hero. All right, look, <laughs> there was no reason. <laughs> we said this the day that we played. Carver Hyde is a Swifty. What was the rush to give Wilson the extension before he even played it down for them? <laughs> what was the rush? Why were they in such a rush to give him that extension before he even played a game? They didn't have to do it. It was it was just stupidity. Twelve and a half. On you Sunday and I saw him at the Super Bowl, the and what did we say when he walked by? I said, A, I want to interview your wife. Bring Ciara. B, you're fat. Yeah. I said, you are he fat. He did look a little For bit. a little yeah, fella, you're did. fat. And he has been terrible. He's, he has He's been terrible. terrible. Uh, we'll talk more about uh, the Seahawks and the Jets tomorrow. Will Disley, the tight end, is out for this season with a knee injury. Your AFC Players of the Week, uh, Joey Silk, Joe Burrow, Cameron Hayward, and Jags kicker Riley Anderson. NFC Players of the Week, Deonta Foreman, Nick Bosa, and Greg Joseph. Uh, maybe before we get out of here later, after Lisi, you can give your hockey plays for tonight. I'll only bring up one game from last night. The Islanders at the horse track beating the Penguins 5-1, to one, Scotty. Wow, they dominated them. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, and I, I was with you. I bet on the Islanders, and it was plus a buck ten. I think the Penguins suck on the road. I think at home they score five goals every time they play. Tonight they'll beat the Red Wings at PPG. Watch. Uh, they will. I'll give you those hockey lines later on. But next, uh, your bowl blowout with go for oh, the two. Joe the Lisi, you've been waiting all day legend. for this. Here we go. Go for Jim. Your boy, it's go about for the two. Joe Lisi. Oh, look at him. Oh. He's so excited. <laughs> He's wearing a Hogs jersey today. I have seen it all. He's on the take for Pittman. Oh, boy. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. 
Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. of Joe Lisi has grown so substantially on Coast to Coast that now we can no longer have Joe on for one segment. We have to do double shots of go for the two. Joe Lisi joins us for a double shot of Forellavision today, and he has so much riding on Arkansas tonight, literally, that he just told me that his daughter will no longer be his daughter <laughs> if they don't run for 400 yards and cover. She will not be coming home with him when he's supposed to pick her up later. She'll be living, literally, uh, in another state with another family. That's how bad it's gotten for Joe. Joe, what is going on with this obsession you have with this 6-6 six and six average at best Arkansas football team? It just comes down to physicality, Scotty. I don't care if the second, third, or fourth teamers are in on both on the offensive and defensive lines. Arkansas should absolutely abuse Kansas in the trenches. KJ Jefferson should go for a buck fifty on the ground. Raheem Sanders should go for two hundred, and Arkansas should win this ball game by double digits. The highest you can go is twelve and a half at plus two sixty-five. I'm sitting on that as well, so I'm expecting a double digit blowout special for the SEC West caliber team. I don't care about the opt-outs, the players not playing. This is just mano a mano, baby. Run it right down their throat. So why is the number one and a half? Well, a lot of the Sharps and a lot of the Vegas peeps believe that, you know, Kansas hasn't been in a, a bowl game since 2009. Lance Leipold has done a fantastic job. Athletic quarterback, the D.C. Odom has taken a new head coaching job. That'll affect the defensive play calls, a bunch of opt-outs. Starting defensive linebacker Bumper Pooh is out as well. But at the end of the day, it's still SEC caliber recruits going up against the bottom doormat of the Big 12 the last few years. <laughs> I mean, come on now. We're talking SEC West. So I'm expecting a blowout. This is my favorite ball game of the year. Best bet is Arkansas. I'm sticking by it. They could bet it down all they want. I'm still back in the Razorbacks in this spot. One note on that game. It turns out Joe was just a little off. It was not 2009. It was 2000 BC before Christ <laughs> that Kansas played in a bowl game. I do not believe for one minute that game's going over that number, 70 and a hook. No way. Uh, well, I mean, if both teams run the football and they both like to run it, it you would expect the, the time of possession and the clock to run. So the only thing that I would say, the downside to the 70, 70 and a half, is if Arkansas does have the success like I expect on the ground, then chunk plays, we could get this game into the 80s. But that's why they play the game, Scotty. I think the MO for Arkansas is to run the football, which tend would tend to lean to an under in this matchup. Did you say Chung as in Wang Chung? <laughs> no, no, Chunk. Chunk plays, baby. 20, 45, 35 year old runs. Give it to me all day long. I'm telling you, if I don't see Razorbacks streaking down the sideline, baby, I'm going to be very upset. I got the jersey here, too, for KJ Jefferson right here. KJ, all day long. All right. And I just heard him say, Carver High, that there will be massive amounts of streakers at the game in the middle of the football field during the game, which should be fascinating television. All right, Oregon and North Carolina in the Holiday Bowl uh, out in uh, Diego. It's mm -hmm. 76 now. I have to tell you, I'm only interested in that number for this game. I can't believe it's 13, 
and these two great quarterbacks, I am still not going anywhere near that over. I still think North Carolina played terrible football for the last month, and now all of a sudden they're going to score 40 or 50 points. It's not happening. I like the under. Uh, I'm with you in terms of the under. A lot of uh, numbers suggest the under. Both offensive coordinators are gone, right? Longo and Dillingham. Yeah, Dillingham took the job at Arizona State. Yeah, both starting quarterbacks for North Carolina that have transferred out of the program. Storm Duck just just uh, signed with Penn State, so that's a big addition to the Penn State Nittany Lions. You have Oregon down to three starting linebackers in terms of this matchup. So is there going to be offensive consistency, the quarterback-to-wide receiver relationship in terms of the play calls for both, obviously, Drake May and Bo Nix that are one of the most prolific quarterbacks in all of the nation might take them a quarter to get involved, and that would lean to the under in this ballgame. 76, they're basically going to have to score on almost every possession through the air, both players, their totals, 289 and a half for Knicks and 283 and a half for May. Yeah, I, I got I got a problem. Do you uh, buy into Oregon covering two touchdowns? No, no. And, and I don't love North Carolina, but what I do know is North Carolina, you like you said, it stumbled down the stretch, right? Drake made 10 points in the ACC championship game. I think he gets right in terms of the three weeks of preparation. Mac Brown is the active coach that has the most bowl wins right now with 14 under his belt, always prepared in bowl season. They've lost the last two bowl games, but I think they can move the football on Oregon. Oregon's lost five of their last seven bowl games as well. So, you know, when you just look at the resume, both of these teams should be itching for a win. Give me Mac Brown and Drake May to cover the 13 and a half in that spot. Uh, the great Joe Lisi with us on C2C, he refuses to do only one segment. He's a two-segment guy, so we're all in on that type of platform. How about this one? I think Ole Miss and Texas Tech will be wild tonight, indoors in Houston, perfect conditions for a lighted-up game. I actually believe that they can go over. I got it at 71 and a hook. It's at 72 now. I know it sounds insane, but you know what Lane Kiffin's teams do. And Texas Tech, they don't even huddle. They just go for it, too. I say this is a wild game. I'm with you. I think this is the one on the fast track that goes over. Now, a couple of factors. I think Joey McGuire, Texas Tech are live. He wants to win. He's building a program there. Two big play running backs in Taj Brooks and Sir Roderick Thompson that can not only run it, but they can catch it out of the backfield. Tyler Shuck. Had a number up there of 281 and a half. They took it down. They're averaging well over 320 passing yards per game. We know Ole Miss wants to run it. But here's the thing. Texas Tech stepped up against Mississippi State, covered a nine and a half point number and won by 20 plus last year. I think they win the ball game outright. I'm with you in terms of the over. But give me Texas Tech plus the three and a half and plus 146 on the money line. Yeah, I, I took the three and a half as well with you, Joe, and went over. I did the double. I'm, I'm a little uh, nervous uh, about it. We'll see if they can put up the numbers. Uh, those are gigantic totals. All right, tomorrow, uh, there's three. The one at Yankee Stadium bores me, but Oklahoma and Florida State doesn't in the Cheez-It Bowl, and Texas Washington in the Alamo Bowl, that doesn't bore me either because I like watching Michael Penix play quarterback so Florida State's laying nine and a half, 65 is the number against the Sooners. Washington's getting three from Texas, 67 and a hook is the number. How do you feel about those two games? Yeah, I lean to Florida State here just because they they can run the football. They're averaging 217 on the ground. The last seven games of the regular season, five and two overall. They won those games by 28.2 points per game. Oklahoma's allowed 189 rushing yards per game and 4.4 yards per carry, Scotty. That's their highest total since 2016. I can only look to Norvell and Florida State in this spot. I'm not sold on the consistency offensively of Oklahoma. Give me Florida State. And then in the other game, I sort of lean to Texas there. Now, Rayshon Johnson's out. B. John Robinson is out. This could be a crazy game. The Alamo Bowl sails over typically. Give me the over. I'm going to lay the three and a half with Texas and Steve Sarkeesian. I think it's a back and forth affair. In the end, though, Texas does win by a touchdown. Do you think, because, I, you know, Texas can really score, 
and play fast. And and Penix just he's automatic for 375, two TDs. Do you feel that it could go over the 67 and a hook? Absolutely. Could, could be the highest scoring game on the board. I mean, you got to believe that e- even Steve Sarkeesian wants to build consistency with Quinn Ewers, the three weeks of preparation, Xavier Worthy supposedly playing. That would benefit the passing attack of Texas in this matchup. And, and let's not forget, you look at Wazoo, uh, Washington, they gave up 322 yards to Cam Ward and Wazoo at the end of the year. So they could be exposed. This could be a total game that goes off the rails. I'm telling you, maybe into the 80s or 90s. So Friday, pain freestyle, there's several bowl games, like five of them. A couple stand out to me. I don't like Pitt's chances against UCLA, even though they won eight games. I'm not sold on Pitt. Their quarterback left. I thought he sucked anyway. Good riddance, uh, Slovis. I think UCLA can rough them up. They're laying five and a half. 53 and a half is the number. Here's another game I see going over. Yeah, you have to. Four points of discount from 57 and a half down to 53 and a half. The rolling hills of Texas El Paso. I can only look to Chip Kelly and UCLA here. They can run it well over 200 yards on the ground. And Nick Patty's absolutely atrocious. But that can lead to turnovers, which can lead to points in this matchup. So I like the over as well. I think this game is going to get into the 60s. I always bet the Sun Bowl three straight unders. After last year, Wazoo and Central Michigan, we get an over in this matchup. Notre Dame and South Carolina in the Gator Bowl. Carolina getting two. The Irish and the Gamecocks, both eight-win teams. And Shane Bieber did a hell of a job. Real quick, we got 30. We'll come back and discuss it more. But initially, who do you like? Notre Dame, I think they win the ball game in the trenches, and the OC for South Carolina took the job at Nebraska. The uh, total in that game is 51. I don't know. I think there's going to be defense in this game. I've seen uh, South Carolina play defense. Notre Dame, that's what they live on these days with Freeman. We'll come back with the great Joe SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So uh, we're talking to Joe Lisi uh, from College Football Today and uh, Carver and Lisi, the great radio show on Sports Grid Radio every night. So let me ask you, first of all, as we were just talking about Notre Dame, Carver High and I are very lit on the prospects of Sam Hartman going to South Bend and playing for the Irish. I honestly, I think this guy is, is so talented and so NFL ready. Uh, one more year of polishing in South Bend. I literally, I'm not even kidding you. I think he can win 11 games in South Bend. 
No, I, I think you're absolutely right in terms of that. I mean, he is one of the most prolific quarterbacks in college football. And think about he's playing with Wake Forest talent, right? And that's not to knock in terms of Dave Clawson and what the Wake Forest have done in the ACC. But now you're getting elite talent at Notre Dame with Marcus Freeman, a fabulous recruiter. So at the end of the day, they lose Michael Mayer their big play tight end. They're going to need to get some more speed on the perimeter. They had some injuries this year with Avery Davis and some wide receivers that went down prior to the year. But at the end of the day, he's going to elevate this team to potentially a college football playoff appearance, Scotty. Yeah, I can't wait to see it. I think he's going to be terrific. I think, you know, frankly, playing at Wake was detrimental for him. I, I don't deny that they had a nice little team, but at the end of the day, they don't matter. And that's just all there is to it. And if he plays now, this is big time. If he goes to Notre Dame, they'll finally have a real quarterback that is legit, that could win them a lot of games and get them possibly, as you said, into the playoff. I think it's going to be very interesting to see what their odds are what their stake is in the landscape of college football going into the season. If that kid's playing for Notre Dame, I am all in on the Irish. All right, one more game on Friday of significance is the Orange Bowl. No Hayden Hooker, but what a game. Clemson and Tennessee. Will it live up to it with all the guys that aren't playing, Joe? And I don't know who you like in that game, but it's Clemson minus four and a hook, 63 and a half as it stands. I want to take Tennessee, but I don't buy into into Joe Milton in terms of the passing attack. And they're going to have to run the football between the tackles to really neutralize, I believe, Clemson's offense with Klubnik at the helm now. It's a different offense with Klubnik than DJU. They show consistency in the passing attack. Then they can run it with Will Shipley. Plus, I still think Clemson, from a defensive perspective, Scotty, going to force Joe Milton to beat them over the top. And I just think that leads to turnovers. Again, the tempo might get to Clemson if they had their playmakers there. But Cedric Tillman's not there. Jalen Hyatt's not there. It's going to take a lot in terms of Tennessee to knock off Clemson in this ballgame. I lean to the under, and I would go with Clemson in this ballgame because I think Dabo just coaches it up, especially in a bold situation and environment. So let me ask you uh, on the slide, what do you think will happen with DJ in Corvallis? Because I got to tell you, uh, he was at Clemson and couldn't get it done. I don't think he's getting anything done out there. Well, when you say get it done, I mean, I think he could lead them potentially to a nine-win season. I mean, Corvallis and Oregon State's a run-heavy type of offense. They had Chance Nolan that was a pedestrian type of quarterback, a game manager, mobile type of quarterback, and they were able to get to basically eight, nine wins over the past couple of seasons. So if that's what we're looking at in terms of DJU for success in terms of the Pac-12, I think he definitely could do it in Jonathan Smith's offensive attack because of his mobility. If we're asking him to challenge potentially Caleb Williams and more out of UCLA in terms of the Pac-12 and along with Bo Nix, that's going to be a tall order. I just don't see it in terms of the offensive weapons that they have and how they built that team in terms of the interior, wanting to run the football first and foremost. I just don't think it fits his skill set in terms of what he had at Clemson. So I think he can lead them to nine wins, but I, I think that's the cap with DJU at the quarterback for the Beavers next season. He won 11 games, basically. I know Klubnik played in some of those games, but they won 11 at Clemson. Mm-hmm. So for me, nine's like a downgrade. I don't. I don't know why you'd leave Clemson to begin with for uh, Oregon right. State. I'm sorry. Like in in the Pac-12, if if USC and UCLA weren't leaving for the Big Ten, they wouldn't even have a conference. No, you're right. Just think about this, though. I mean, Clemson had the creme de la creme of the recruits and five-star athletes. They weren't challenged outside of potentially Wake Forest all season long. NC State didn't live up to expectations. Florida State came on after they beat them in Tallahassee. So a lot of those games were won due to the defense for the Clemson Tigers. Yeah, he stepped up with a 300-yard performance against Wake Forest in overtime. But at the end of the day, when you look at his body of work, this his resume was built on the interior lines for the Clemson Tigers. I don't know if he's going to be able to go to Oregon State and elevate that program against the likes of Bo Nix, Caleb Williams, and more now for UCLA in terms of the Pac-12. 
Yeah, I, I don't. I just don't see it. I, I think he's going to learn the hard way. Uh, let's go to Saturday. It's all evolving, and I think that I, you know I had on famous Sheamus from BetMGM. He said the game that they need more than any other is Kansas State against Alabama, and I keep trying to wrap my head around that. Do you seriously think Kansas State can beat Alabama or cover the six and a half? in the Sugar Bowl against Nick Saban. For the life of me, I just can't see it. I think they get whacked. I'm not betting this game. It's it's fishy on all levels. I'll 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 say this. The problem that I have is, yes, Will Anderson, Bryce Young are playing, but are they playing for a half? Are they playing for a series? Are they playing the full game? We don't know that just here and now, right? They could start and then be taken out in terms of halftime. That's the first factor. The other factor is Alabama on on the road or on a neutral field has lost both of the games they played, right? They lost to Tennessee and LSU in terms of road environments. This is a neutral field. And on the flip side, you have a Kansas State team that's 5-1 and overall on the road or on a neutral field. I agree with you. Kansas State is pedestrian. Alabama should win this ball game, honestly, by 25 points if they're motivated. But then why is the spread six and a half? And it was only three and a half prior to Will Anderson and, and Bryce Young saying they were playing. Something doesn't seem right from the spread perspective. I'm not playing it. It would be Alabama or no go for me. I I might take it in game, but I, I agree with you. Alabama should win this by double digits. Why is the spread under under seven? And when do you get that with Nick Saban in a bowl, bowl type of situation? I honestly, I, I'm not even kidding. I, first of all, if I'm going to play him, I'm going to play him. I'm not going to take him out like a pitcher. Right. Okay. So I, I think they put 50 on, on Kansas State. I think they're just going to absolutely, it's going to be like a fireworks show. I mean, it is just because they lost by one in overtime in Baton Rouge. They lost by, you know, both at Tennessee by three in overtime. Right. They're not effing around with Kansas State, for Christ's <laughs> sakes. you got to be kidding me. Nick Saban losing to them. If he loses to them, they should cut off his fingers. Uh, <laughs> Iowa and Kentucky uh, in the Music City Bowl. And for the life of me, I'm trying to figure out why this game is on Saturday. Um, I think they both are average. I, I got to tell you, I think Will Levis is the most overrated uh, quarterback NFL prospect I've ever seen in my life. Totally agree. He's not playing in this ballgame or starting running back Chris Rodriguez. Both the Iowa quarterbacks are knocked out. And let's not forget, these teams played in the bowl game last year in the Citrus Bowl. Went right down to the wire. Peters throws an interception to cost the over. This total is 31 and a half, Scotty. 31 and a half by principle. I have to go over. I can't take a side. I think it'll be a close ball game, but I'm going over the 31 and a half. It might be like Army Navy, but get me to overtime. I'll steal it. You better carve her high in a secret car over to get your daughter because Kansas just scored. And I saw up on our I saw that. You we got a shootout here in the Liberty Bowl. Don't get me started with this. How did <laughs> blown coverage on a wheel route? How does that happen? Guys, wide open. Wide open, this guy. Uh, Daniel's in a sweet play. All right, here we go. Uh, TCU in Michigan at 4 o'clock in the Fiesta Bowl out in Zona. Michigan laying 7.5, Seamus said they need TCU like you and I need water. So whatever the house wants, the house gets, don't they? Do you think that the Frogs and Sonny Dykes with his new deal, new extension, can cover the number and beat Michigan? Cover, beat, two different worlds. Uh B is going to be a tall order. I think they could cover. I, I think they could be down 14 and cover this number. The one factor why I like TCU from the spread perspective, veteran quarterback Max Duggan, and they also never faced an RPO quarterback all season long. You go to the, the resume for Michigan, the only running quarterback they faced was Sean Clifford. That was a, a very close ball game in the first half. Clifford had 62 yards on the ground. If they use that with Max Duggan in this ballgame, they might have success on the perimeter and might be able to score some points. I'm going to be taking TCU. I'm not expecting them to win. Like I said, I'm expecting Michigan to win, but I think we could backdoor it at least and lose this ballgame by seven at the very least, or it could go down to the fourth quarter and we lose by three or four. At the end of the day, I'm taking the points in this matchup. 
And how do you feel about the number at 58 and a hook? I think I lean to the under because I think obviously Michigan wants to run it, right? 14 and 0 over the last two years, every time they pound the rock for over 200. We know that TCU has to shut down the run the way they did against Texas. And if they utilize Max Duggan with the RPO game, that would lean to a, a lower t- scoring type of game. So we've seen TCU go under this year. Texas is a prime example. They get into that type of game with Michigan, it's going to be dead under. So that's got to be the recipe, I believe, for TCU in this ballgame. You know, I get this feeling, I swear to God, that they're both so exciting. Both of these teams are so good and exciting that they do go over the number. I think it lands in the low 60s. Uh, Now, Ohio State and Georgia in the Peach Bowl. It's the Bulldogs, 13-0, laying six and a half. The number is 62 against the 11 and one Buckeyes. I don't know if they have recovered or ever will from the beating they took from Michigan in the shoe. That's possible if they face them again, right? They might be shell-shocked. But against Georgia, I think they can regroup in a big way because they have the type of offense to challenge Georgia's secondary over the top. I always said during the regular season, I was on Georgia over Tennessee. Tennessee was not built to beat Georgia because Jalen Hyatt was the only wide receiver that got involved in the offense. He had 15 touchdowns when they played. Cedric Tillman, the second leading receiver, only had two. You can't beat Georgia that way. You need multiple weapons. That's what Ohio State possesses. I think they could out-scheme them with the three weeks of preparation. They're going to have to get pressure on Stetson Bennett. He's only been sacked eight times all year. And on third downs, they've been unbelievable, Georgia. 52% conversion percentage this year. Ohio State, I think, has the speed to neutralize Georgia on both sides of the ball. I'm calling for the upset. Give me Ohio State plus the six and a half. They move on to the oh, national championship. Oh, go for the two. Hey, Joe, what is the over-under on red wines you're going to polish off on Saturday night, New Year's Eve during these games? What's the over-under? Uh, three and a, about two and a half, three. You know, I'll be with the kids, low-key. Two and a half, three. I'd do that an hour. <laughs> All right. It depends. If Ohio State wins, maybe I'll chug the bottle. That's three and a half. Give him the over, Carver High. Watch out for Kansas. They're getting jacked. Joe's in a foul mood. Joe, I love you. Happy New Year, brother. You too, brother. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's gonna be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, Pharrella finish time. Uh, tonight's NHL games, I like Tampa at home at Amelie over Montreal. Believe it or not, I'm going to go Bruins again at the Rock. They kicked their ass last week when they played them there. They were up like 3 nothing. They won 4-3. 
I like the Penguins at home over the Red Wings. Vegas in Anaheim. I like the Knights. And Seattle, the Kraken at home over the Flames. I think the Flames are massively overrated. Uh, the Rangers signed Nathan Avaldi. Now they have DeGrom, Avaldi, Martin Perez, John Gray, and Andrew Heaney. Uh, and then the Red Sox signed Corey Kluber, who's 104. Jermana Davis arrested on a domestic violence charge a week before his next fight. Uh, maybe cancel the fight. There's a good idea. The guy's beating up his uh, whoever back at home. Maybe you got to calm him down before you let him in the ring. He'll kill someone. Dennis Eckersley's daughter arrested after she had a baby and left it in the woods. Have you seen the mugshot of this chick? I mean, she's got the whole, I mean, she looks like she's freaked out on drugs. I mean, this girl is whacked, allegedly. Dominican court commits 10 of 13 accusing the attack on David Ortiz. Man stabbed to death on a dance floor at a UK nightclub. Boogie nights, Carver High. You're out working it. Saturday night fever. You're having fun. You got a a silk shirt on, your gold chain. It's all evolving. And then shank, 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 right on the dance floor. Down she goes. FBI most wanted murderer found in Mexico. Posing as a hot yoga instructor for 12 years. My man had it all going, dripping wet with hotties in the yoga class. Killer. 19-year-old woman was slashed in the face while selling meth in Manhattan on the streets. Apparently, someone didn't like her pricing. Just jabbed her across the cheek with a, you lose. Florida man accused of impregnating a 13-year-old girl. The best part of it was when they arrested him. He said that voodoo made him do it. (laughs) That is just (laughs) Voodoo. The dreaded voodoo cover eye. Uh, BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.